welcome to The Gray Area, where I dispense advice and give interviews and relationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray, and this is the 38th episode in a weekly series called Wonder Wit. Last week's episode was a discussion with myself and Dragonitis about the Australian rating system, gaming conventions, Gears of War, Arkham City, and more. Please visit www.genesee.com to add to the forum discussion on that topic and tell me your story. Today is Monday, October 10th. Today I speak with Dave from GeekBits about Rage, the Ghostbusters re-release, Xenonauts, and whatever else strikes our fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Yup. Before we get into that, let's do some news of the week. Uh, Video game releases for News of the Week. For the PS3 this week, Dead Rising 2 Off the Record is coming out for that, as well as the Xbox 360. And everyone knows my very favorite Dragon Age 2 Mark of the Assassin DLC is coming out for the PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. Very excited. And Wipeout the Game 2 is also coming out for PS3, Xbox, and PC, and Wii, I believe. And Red Dead Redemption, the G-O-T-Y edition, for those who love that game, Dragonitis. Yeah, yeah I love, does. love Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Are you excited about that? You're going to play? Actually, it's it's just the Game of the Year edition. What what it does is it, uh, they knock it down to 19 bucks, and then it's pretty pretty much, you know how they used to have like PlayStation Classics and stuff like yes, that? Yes, yes. Um, and Xbox, I think Xbox Classics or something like that. But now, instead of calling them Classics, they call them Game of the Year edition. Um, and I think it's what it is, is it's after it sells so many copies or something like that, they they do that or they just try to revive it and and knock it down to 19 bucks to see if they can get any more people interested in it. So That's a good idea. People might yeah. try it for that price. Yeah. Something called Orcs Must Die, which I'm interested in just by the title. By the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's coming out for the PC. I haven't checked yeah, that out. Yeah, I saw that. I haven't seen it. I haven't uh, heard much about it, but yeah, I just saw that myself. I was like, wow. <laughs> and Dance Dance Revolution 2 for the Wii, for those yeah. who cannot get enough dance. <laughs> yep. Out. Uh, a game I was kind of interested to hear a story about, and I wanted to read that to you and see what you thought. A game called Xenonauts just came out recently. Um, it's an indie game. And probably not extremely well-known, I would say, but the thing that's making this game well-known right now is that it's having issues with PayPal, very similar to Minecraft and Project Zomboid have in the past. What's happening is that uh, the PayPal account has been locked and closed, and they don't have access to their money or funds in the account, which which means several thousand dollars of pre-order payments that, that they were getting through PayPal are not being released until 180 days time comes up, so half a year. Oh, man. And that could very very uh, well affect the project. So they said, end quote, losing our only source of income is obviously going to be disruptive to the project as we're getting a good source of income from pre-orders up to that point. And so they said that they will continue, Xenonauts will continue to honor their pre-orders, um, but they're not very happy with PayPal, and again, this is probably the third time they've done this to indie games, and I don't know what's up with that, but that's... Yeah, it's... PayPal is notorious for doing this to 
to, to companies. What it is, is a, a lot of it has to do with the way the, the account was set up. Um, from what I understand anyway, the, the, the people are setting them up as, is like a, is not a business account, but they're setting them up as like, like me would, I would just jump in there and set up an account. Okay. And what happens is they start transferring so much, so many funds through the account that PayPal gets irritated because they're not on the, on the, uh, business class and not paying the extra fees. And so they just lock it hmm. instead of. Instead of going, okay, well, you know, we'll let you clear it out, but you're going to have to set up this account as a business account if you're going to be transferring this many funds through here. They just go, nope, you're done. <laughs> I wonder if they have something in their terms of service that says that you can only move a certain amount of funds back and forth. I think they do, um, but I think people just try to, to get around it. <laughs> okay. And so, I mean... Well, they are I, rather I, vague. I, I, yeah, I actually haven't read the the terms so i can't say for 100 percent, but paypal would be kind of stupid if they didn't mm -hmm. because that would just leave them wide open for litigation at that point i would think just due to the fact that they're sitting on people's money and not releasing it yes so. well they just have goods and services that's pretty much the only two things you can check whenever you send or receive money so I, yeah i'm assuming that they would want you to be a little more specific maybe if you're a business yeah. account <laughs> exactly yeah yeah illegal cocaine block check <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kilos. <laughs> right, something like that. <laughs> but still a shame for our indie developer friends who yeah. probably aren't starting out with anything. Another story that I thought was kind of interesting is Rage. A uh, game just came out a couple weeks ago. A lot of people have been playing that game. And a lot of people haven't been playing that game that bought it because they've been trying to play it on their PC. And the problem is the drivers for the game aren't uh, updated and aren't keeping up. So yeah. the older AMD drivers, some of the NVIDIA drivers, all having problems. And what uh, Carmack, one of the developer, I guess, let me see, John Carmack, tech guru, they call him, yeah. says about that is, <laughs> and I really love this quote. It says, we do not see the PC as the leading platform for games, he explained. This, this statement will enrage some people, but it's hard to characterize it otherwise. Both console versions will have larger audiences than the PC version, and a high-end PC is nearly 10 times as powerful as a console. We could unquestionably provide a better experience if we chose that as our design point, and we were able to expend the same amount of resources on it. But nowadays, most of the quality of a game comes from the development effort put into it, not the technology it runs on. A game built with a tenth of the resources on a platform 10 times as powerful would be an inferior product in almost all cases." So if I'm understanding that quote correctly, what he's saying is, uh, even though the PC would run it better and be able to handle it better, he's going to make it for consoles, put less effort into it, and just leave it at that, and kind of leave the PCs to fend for themselves, because it's it's more economical to yeah. put his resources into that. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing too. We were um, when we uh, discussed or when we talked to Jameson on uh, on the uh, on Geek Bits. Um, he said he said pretty much the same thing. Um, he says they kind of design it towards the console, just due to the fact that people like myself and some other people that I know have like end all be all. We're like we dump all of our money into our PC, and mm -hmm. we always have to have the end the the highest end stuff. Well, what happens is the fact that they can't. If they designed it on a PC or towards the PC, 
and they went and tried to port it over to the Xbox or the PS3 like they do a lot of that stuff, it would run like crap, essentially, because the PC wouldn't be able to handle it. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah, because... It, and you have to understand, I mean, PS3 and Xbox 360 have been out for how long now? Three years, maybe? Mm-hmm. Four years? And, I mean, it's, hell, hell even longer than that. Um, but they they haven't upgraded the con- they haven't upgraded the CPUs and, and all that stuff like they have like like PCs constantly upgrading. So when they do develop something for and, and his his attitude is kinda horse crap when it comes to oh well we're developing it for the for the consoles and porting it over to the PC it's gonna look like trash. Well that's that's kind of the cheap way of getting out of it because you could easily port that over to the PC and make it look good. Mm-hmm. Without having to dump a bunch of um, development into it, and so that that comment that he that he threw out there was was kind of was kind of weak, um, but I understand what he's saying too. I mean, because I mean, I've been in I've been I work on computers. I've been doing it since 1992, and back in the day, a CPU would last you a year, year and a half. Now they're coming out with new P- CPUs like once every two, three months. So the way this stuff advances is like wildfire compared to the consoles. So I, I kind of understand where he's coming from. It sounds like uh, he realizes that as well. I mean, he has he's called the whole thing a cluster, basically. Yeah, and- but his his wording was kind of was kind of crap. I mean, people are having problems with it, and instead of going. We understand there's problems. We're looking into it. We're 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 going to get this resolved as soon as possible. He's like, man, <laughs> PC people get a only console. a third, right? Yeah, you're stop, you're stop a your third of my and, income. Yeah, we don't stop, care about you. Yeah. yeah, stop your damn wine and go out there and get you an Xbox or something. Shut up. <laughs> you know, right. I mean that's kind of it's kind of a shady attitude to have, but you know, I can understand where he's coming from too. So <laughs> okay, well that makes some sense. That's good to know. Uh, here's another interesting rumor that you shared with me recently. The uh, Battlefield 3 apparently has a list of servers you can play on when you jump in, and if you pick the wrong one, wrong being a hacked one versus a legitimate server, which it's very difficult to tell, they're all the same on the list, but if you accidentally pick a hacked server, uh, then you are going to be banned and your origin account will be in danger. So this is a rumor, not confirmed, but apparently there are several that have been listed, um... And people have accidentally joined them, not realizing that they were not legitimate servers and had some issues with EA. So, yeah, we'll what it was, goes. what it was, was um, when when uh, the beta for uh, Battlefield Three actually isn't out yet. It's the beta that's out, and when they released it, somehow, somewhere, I don't know how, but the server files got leaked to the internet. And when those got leaked to the internet, people got them, got their hands on them, and set up private servers because the main servers that they had set up were so inundated with people trying to get in, they they were just, I mean, you just sit there and you couldn't log in. Like a friend of mine was on, and I was talking to him. I was, I've got the beta on my Xbox, and even on my Xbox, I sit here one night for about 45 minutes just hitting reconnect, reconnect, reconnect until it finally connected, just due to the overwhelming response to this beta hmm. now was that it, I, I i blame ea for that they could have done it a little bit different on they could have released like 
codes or something like that. So, okay, this group of people can play this weekend, this group of people can play this weekend, and so on and so forth. But they just said, okay, here it is, doom, done, have it. And so what these people on the PC side did was they took these these uh, server files, set up their own server, and said, okay, we've got a server here, everybody jump on. Well, EA got wind of it and got ticked off, rightfully so. I mean, people have access, people have their server stuff, which is their property, I give them that. But for them, the for them to come out and say, if you if you're caught now, now granted this is all 100% rumor. I'm not, I don't have any hard evidence of this. But for them to for them to come out and say, look, if you're playing on a private server, we're going to ban your Origin account. That's not banning you from Battlefield Three. That's completely locking out any games that you purchased on Origin. Mm-hmm. That means it's done. So. For them to do that, it's kind of shady. I, I can see them saying, okay, well, if you're caught playing on... Because, I mean, they haven't technically... Well, somebody stole the the server files to create the server, but they've released the beta. So for, for them to say, okay, we're going to ban you for playing on somebody else's server, that's kind of crap. I think they should have... I think I, if they wanted to do it the right way, they could say, look, you know, if you're caught doing this, we're going to ban your account for three months. Or we're going to do something, not just come out and say, if you're caught doing it, we're just going to completely kill your account. That's that's not a good thing to, to do, not a good way to handle it. And that's just my opinion. Some people may see it differently, but that's that's just the way I feel about it. I can see you think it's not a uh, proportional response, as they like to say. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. Well, now on to something that I know you want to talk about yeah. the Ghostbusters re-release. Re-release, yeah. Yes, just in time for Halloween. Yeah, they they announced this uh, back in uh, late September, and I heard about it. And I it and they announced it, and they said, "Okay, Ghostbusters, we're, Sony's going to re-release Ghostbusters in October. It's going to be the last three Thursdays of the month. That is all." <laughs> and people are like, okay, where's this going to be at? You know, what, when, you know, how much, you know, anything like that, nothing. And so I started doing some more digging on it and uh, found that uh, Sony actually has through their Facebook page, the Ghostbusters Facebook page, you can go through and you can search for areas and uh, theaters in your area that are going to play it. And so I look up Champaign, Illinois, nothing. Nothing on there. Aww. They're like Chicago, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, all this stuff. I'm like, and they're only doing it to a limit. They're limiting the theater release to 500 theaters. They're re-released to 500 theaters. So I'm thinking, man, am I going to have to go to Indianapolis to see this or what? <laughs> and uh, so the theater uh, just north of me here, um, between here and uh, Champaign, um, they actually, I looked on their website and they actually got it. And... It's and after I uh, talked to the manager at the theater, Sony is allowing them one show, one night, huh. every week. So it's one show like this Thursday. The show is uh, the showing is at seven fifty on Thursday night. And I asked the manager, I was like, "Well, how much are tickets? Are they cheaper because it's an older movie or what?" And he says he's not sure, but he to understand their full price, which is fine to me. I mean, I it's been hell nineteen eighty four since it came out in the theaters, so um, to be able to see it on the the on the big screen again is just going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, I, and I think a lot of it has to do with Sony feeling the waters to see. 
how much response they get from the Ghostbusters actually being in the theater and if it's actually going to be worth their while to release a three. Um, well, I'd like them to do it in 3D. Like, can't can't they? Like, The Lion King just recently, and and I should stop here because obviously we're talking about video games, and now we've transitioned into movies. So, yeah. listeners, listeners, we transitioned without <laughs> even like telling you. Yes, yeah. Ghostbusters, not the game, the movie, movie being yeah. released in the theater. I, I assumed they picked that up when you said theater, but you know, <laughs> yeah. just to be clear. Yeah. Uh, uh, and The Lion King just recently was re-released in 3D for the theater, and that made a lot of sense to me. You know, you could go and see it again, but this time, hey, it's 3D. So yeah. I was kind of surprised to see that Ghostbusters, I mean, there's so many opportunities in yeah. the movie for it to be an awesome 3D effect. Exactly. You'd think they'd want to release it in 3D. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, with the way the movie is filmed, if it can be converted over to 3D, because you're talking animation compared to actual live action um and now granted lion king was it's an older movie but it was released in the what mid late 90 or about mid 90s i think compared to 1984 that's Um, true so so i think a lot of it has to do with the the quality of film if it's something that can be done that way um and a lot of it has to do with 3d really isn't getting that much of an audience like it like like people expected it to um from from reading up on the like when avatar came out in 3d and stuff like that i mean a lot of people were like meh we're just gonna go see it regular now i saw i saw avatar in 3d i saw it at the imax in chicago Mm -hmm. and it was amazing i mean it was truly awesome (laughs) It's the only movie I've ever seen four times. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I don't care how much it is. I'm going to well, see it until it's well, gone over yeah. and over. <laughs> well, I won't get into how many times I saw Wayne's World, but that's not the story. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, uh, it, a lot of it has to do with the, with the extra cost, too. Um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, now I saw it at the IMAX. It was like $12, I think, to see it at the IMAX. But to go in and see a regular movie is like 8 bucks. So is it really worth the extra four or five bucks? A lot of people don't think so, especially, I mean, if you're at the IMAX, yes, definitely, because they have the equipment to actually kick ass when it comes to showing 3D. When you go to these little mom and pop theaters and these little chain theaters and stuff like that, they, they sure, they look good, but they really don't have the hardware to, to really bump that 3D feeling out there like, like the IMAX does. Mm-hmm. So I know I, I talked to a couple people that saw Avatar in, at Savoy in 3D and the regular version, and they said they really didn't notice anything. So I didn't see the 3D version in, in Savoy. I probably should have just to, just to see what the big difference was, if there was. But, but uh, yeah, so... And, the, <clears throat> and these re-releases, like you mentioned, the, uh, the Lion King in 3D, it was only a two-week release. Sure. Um, they, sure. they, they're doing these... I I think for like Disney the, to do the re-release and of Lion King in 3D, I think they're wanting to see what kind of reaction or response they'll get to it because I think what they're they're I think in their case I think they're treading the water to see if they should re-release all the DVDs in 3D since people are actually getting 3D TVs. DVD TVs at yeah, home yeah. and stuff, and I have a feeling that they're probably testing the waters for that. Um, but 
Let's yeah, I, I don't know. I I really there it would be it would be cool it, for for Ghostbusters to be in 3D, but I really don't think it would really draw that many more people over just re re-releasing it as regular. Well, in my area, it's almost like you're kind of forced to see things in 3D because we have a local kind of small town theater and that one has no 3D options, but otherwise all the theaters that ring that are all pretty much just 3D. So you, you will see it in 3D whether you like it or not and you'll pay the extra price, yeah. you know? They don't yeah. even have regular theaters, just standard non-3D ones. I mean, they're not IMAX, they're just 3D, but, sure. but you will pay the, you know, $15, whatever, $12 to see it just because that's all they offer. Yeah. But the Ghostbusters thing, I think they're, they, they've actually, uh, They've got the script out there. They still haven't heard anything back from Bill Murray the last time I heard. Um, he's pretty much the holdup at this point. Okay. What was the deal um, with that? They all said that they were willing to do a three except for, for him. Is that how it was? I kind of yeah, read something he, about that. Every, everybody read it and said, this is amazing. We love it. He had the script, had been sitting on it forever. And again, this is all rumor. I don't know how true this is, but from what I've read and what I've heard, was he wanted to be killed off in the like the very like probably first 10 15 minutes of the movie and Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis are like no dude <laughs> you're one of us you're not going to get killed in the movie and so he uh that's and that was that was all before he did the whole uh, zombie land thing where he got shot mm -hmm. oh sorry um, for anybody who hasn't seen Zombieland, I just uh, <laughs> gave that spoiler away. alert. Yeah, spoiler alert, huge. Um, but uh, yeah, so he and from talking to or from reading up articles and stuff like that, he kind of got the whole "I want to die in a movie" thing out of his system. So hopefully that uh, that will uh, get him back on. Yeah, and and, he, and they've talked to him a couple times. I've read interviews where they've said, "Hey, you know." You've got the script. Have you looked at it? He goes, oh, yeah, it's on my desk. I haven't really picked it up and checked it out. So, hmm. See, I so, wonder. I mean, he's still acting. It's not that he's retired oh, yeah. or something like yeah. that. That's an odd choice. I mean, that was really his kind of rising star movie. Maybe yeah. he's a little bit afraid. Uh, <laughs> there's well, some serious diehard fans for that genre. Yeah, I think that uh, the, uh, the, the thing is you, you've seen a lot of these movies that get into like trilogies and stuff like that. And if you talk to anybody, I mean, I loved Ghostbusters too. I thought it was great, but you'll talk to a lot of <clears throat> diehard Ghostbusters fans that didn't like it. Mm. And I think he's kind of under the impression that, Hey, if we do a three, it's going to tank. And he wants to leave Ghostbusters the way everybody has come to know and love it and not mess with it. So, I kind of, if that's his mentality, I kind of understand that. But then again, I mean, get the band back together, try it out, <laughs> see what happens. If it fails, then it fails, you know. Well, my guess it, is these movies, it's kind of like Indiana Jones. You don't know what the script is here. There may be some young guy they're trying to bring in as the next upcoming Ghostbuster so they can continue the franchise or something. Because, you know, that's usually how it works. You have you have the people that are the classic, you know, go-to guys. And then they always try to introduce some younger guy to come up. And, and that way they can continue to roll out the movies and, and such. So I wonder yeah. what the script's about. We'll have to see. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking at the... And now, granted, this is all rumor. This is on IMDb. It's the the cast list is Bill Murray. You got Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, um, Ernie Hudson, 
You got Annie Potts, who is just rumored at this point. Um, David Margulies, who was actually the mayor of New York when they did the whole Ghostbusters thing. But then you have, um, let's see, oh, Sigourney Weaver's in there as well, uh, doing, uh, as her as Dana Barrett. Um, but then you have Elijah Dushku as Moira. You got Alyssa Milano as Carla. You got Anna Ferris. Um, so, I mean, at this point, I mean, there's there's hmm. people that are, I mean, there's brand name people that are listed for it. And I'm sure that these younger people that, I mean, grew up with Ghostbusters are probably chomping at the bit to get a part in this movie. Um, just because it is Ghostbusters and it's such an awesome, awesome franchise. But, uh, yeah, like I said, this is just looking at the, the uh, IMDb page for Ghostbusters 3. Um, Ivan Reitman's supposed to direct it, and, and uh, so yeah. I mean, it's 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 pretty exciting. I mean, I I I would like to see one just to see what they do with it. But you got people out there that are like leave well enough alone. We don't <laughs> want to mess with it. So well, either way, the old school uh, movies are being re-released just in time yeah. for uh, Halloween, which is exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so. jump back to gaming for a second here. Yeah. So, something that is close to my heart, Mass Effect 3. Um, looking very much forward to that. Yeah. Uh, we've got some new news about that that was just released today, that multiplayer is coming. Sweet. Um Yeah, and there'll be four-player co-op missions. It won't be versus multiplayer. It'll be, you know, cooperative co-op. towards yeah. a goal. And the main characters in it, including Shepard and all the rest of them, will not be one of the, the characters you can multi uh, play for the co-op you have to create your own which is good good yeah 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 but that's pretty neat so now uh we're kind of moving into like the portal world where you can play the main game and then have your friends co-op and mess around in the same world you know galactic readiness they call it yeah so yay mass effect yeah soon enough yeah yeah i'm pretty stoked for that um there's uh there's a couple games that i'm that i'm really really excited for um Battlefield 3, um, Modern Warfare 3, um, just just excited to, to check those out. I've been playing the Battlefield 3 beta, and it's it's pretty good. Mass yeah. Effect 3 is one that's right up there at the top of them. So. Well, what do you think about Star Wars The Old Republic? Because I personally do not understand how Opie ended up being so golden and lucky to get into the beta for that, which he's already been playing for the last few weeks. Yeah, I haven't been in. I thought, well... There was this whole screw up with with them sending out a bunch of emails saying that <laughs> yeah I got thank that you too. for playing blah 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 feedback we need it and stuff like that um, and I thought one of the emails that was that had been dumped in my email or in my spam folder was and I accidentally deleted it. I thought it was an actual invite but it wasn't um, no but, they sent out that mass one afterwards and said oops sorry yeah, sorry, sorry we know bad. you weren't playing um, we didn't mean to tease you it was a mass yeah. email yeah thanks. Yeah, um, a guy at work actually knows uh, knows some people um, with EA, and actually got an invite from one of them, and he got on it. And I was actually talking to him tonight because uh, I had it pre-ordered through Amazon, and today I w- was checking it on an order that I had shipped and was checking on it. Well, today my Battlefield Three, or uh, not Battlefield Three, but um, Star Wars Old Republic pre-order was gone. Uh-oh. And I'm like, well, that's weird. So I checked and, and uh, went through my emails, and I found my pre-order uh, confirmation and all that stuff. And 
check the order number and it wasn't pulling up. And I'm like, well, they must be having a problem with their system. So I called Amazon after about three and a half hours of digging for a phone number from them. And I finally found it, called it, and was talking to a, a, a guy. He didn't really know what the heck was going on. So he transferred me. And this girl that I was talking to, she was really cool. And I, and I don't blame Amazon for this. I, I think that the way it, they did it, it was kind of crappy. They could have emailed me. But they said that EA has cut the number of collector editions that are being released in half. Uh -huh. So what they did was they said if you were, depending on when you got the order in, they were going by the numbers that they're actually getting and anything over that number that they're getting, they just canceled the orders. Oh my gosh, I have to and, check. Instead of sending out the email. And I was like, are you kidding me? And they said, yeah. And she apologized up one wall and down the other and, and all that. Which, They're going to have it, so many people <coughs> anchor oh, with them because they yeah. would have pre-ordered it somewhere else then. They'll go do it now if they know. Yeah. But well, the day of and they don't get it. You oh. can't though. Nobody, I, I look today and I can't find it anywhere. Okay. Everybody's sold out of it. And so I was Important like, tip there, check yeah. your Amazon account and see if you're still actually still getting one. Getting it. Yeah. So I, uh, I was, I was so unbelievably torqued at work and I'm telling all the guys he was telling, I was talking to this guy. I said, well, that's fine. He goes, he goes, I don't, he goes, I don't really like it anyway, because he's a huge, huge wow. Wow. Guy. He's actually going to, he's actually taking off next week to go to BlizzCon oh. and uh, he knows, he knows a bunch of developers out there at BlizzCon too. But or out there at Blizzard, I mean. But uh, he was talking. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "It's good." He goes, "It's Rift." He goes, "Rift was fun." He goes, "But it was no wow." And I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, I really, I really kind of dug Rift. You know, I still play it." And yeah, he goes, "I'm not saying there's anything bad about it." And now, granted, it's still in the beta. He goes, "They could make a lot of changes and stuff." But he goes, "It won't keep my attention at all." Okay. And I'm like, "Okay." So I wasn't really too tore up about it. I'm not going to buy it anyway, just despite that. I mean, just despite EA going, oh, you pre-ordered, <laughs> well, you can't have it. That's not right. So, yeah, if I can find it somewhere in Champagne or something and I trip across it at Best Buy or something like that, I might pick it up. But I'm not going to go out of my way to, and I won't buy it if I don't get the collector's edition. Okay. So. Well, see, that's my greatest fear is that's kind of how I felt. Like, I like a lot of other MMOs. I mean, Rift being one of them, there's nothing wrong with it. It just, you know, my home is World of Warcraft, and I keep coming back to that, and I yeah. keep just kind of falling off the others. And that's my fear. I hear that this is very much like World of Warcraft. I've heard a lot of things about it, which I can't say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but... You know, I'm afraid that it'll be something that, like, I'll play for two months, and then I'll be like, eh, you know, back to World of Warcraft. Warcraft yeah. And I don't know if that's just because that was my first MMO, so that's kind of just always going to be the thing for me, or if it really is something, like, that's magical about Blizzard that I, I don't know. It, it all goes back to the way I describe it. Blizzard cannot do anything, and I mean anything wrong. <laughs> Everything they touch turns to gold. Well, that's and it's not that true. Everyone hated uh, when Cataclysm came out. Oh, my gosh. They were so upset by the whole mana changes and classes and all the uproar. But how many people dumped it for that? Well, I know a few. You, I know a few you, that did. Uh, there, I, I still think in that. And uh, sure, there was all the guys that I played with. They, they all said the same thing. They're all like, oh, this is stupid. This stinks, you know. They fear. End users fear change. It's been that way since... <laughs> For, I mean, it's been that way since the dawn of time. I mean, people fear change. And when they throw in something 
that people have to make some changes to anything that's not their standard norm, they freak. Mm-hmm. And and it's and, and I'm not saying that's that's wrong, but they do it to to shake things up so people go, oh, okay, well. And and after that came out, people are people that do play it, they're cool with it. I mean, they're like, okay, you know, sure, it's a change, but we'll deal with it and we'll we'll go on our merry way. And everybody that I know, I we all got Rift and we all played Rift and everybody liked it, but they played it for a while and back to World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. And and it's the same way with Opie and 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 all those guys. I mean, Craig and and Nick and all of them. They they're all still hardcore World of Warcraft guys, and they try other games, but it's right back. And Opie is the biggest Star Wars fan that I've ever known, and they, I, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it because I haven't been on, so I haven't actually talked to him about how he likes it or anything like that. But um, well, what he was I, saying to me, and what I can say without breaking his NDR, like he uh, has up and down all over the place, <laughs> um, is that it's good. Um, in the lower levels, he's only in like you know ten and below. It's good, but he doesn't sound like he's like woohoo! This Static is the best thing. He keeps saying, "Well, when I get to the upper levels, when I get my companions, when I get my lightsaber, then it's going to be awesome." Yeah. So I don't know if it really is going to be awesome or if he just wishes that'll be awesome. I, I think I think a lot of it is wishful thinking. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's. <laughs> I'm people not paying like a hundred dollars for a wishful thinking. I'm gonna tell yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah. People have tried and tried and tried and tried to come out with MMOs and make them last. The only one that's done it's Blizzard. Well, I mean, I, I can't can't say all respect to the EQ fans who you know, which is kind of like everyone will say this is the original MMO yeah, request. Yeah, don't you say right. that? Okay, yeah. I don't want the the email, the hate email coming in. From, you know, EverQuest fans. Yeah, and this lasting. is my opinion, not yes. the opinion of, of Gray Area Podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> any reproduction. Of- <laughs> That's, um, right. <laughs> That's right. But, um, so, yeah, the, uh, I, I don't know. I played EverQuest. I played it a lot before uh, EverQuest 2 came out, and then I kind of bailed on it. Um, and then I got into World of Warcraft, and World of Warcraft... I can actually jump back in and start playing. Um, Rift is the same way. I mean, I've gotten, I haven't, I haven't leveled a character to 50 in Rift, but Rift is fun. Um, I get into it and, uh, and, and just run around and play it every so often. But Blizzard, but World of Warcraft is, is the one that I usually fall back on when I'm really, really wanting to play something. So. Mm hmm. And now, usually, before we get to our own personal news, we would hear from Tech Talk, but uh, I've told Alan again for the second time in two weeks that I wasn't going to record, so we don't have a Tech Talk this week. But fortunately, we do have a segment from Skaggy the Poet, his Get the Girl segment, so let's hear what Skaggy has to say today. I, 
there and welcome to episode 3 of Get the Girl, Kill the Buddies, Save the Entire Planet. Gaming poetry with me, Skaggy the Poet. As always, before I start, thanks to Jen for putting this segment out on the Grey Area podcast. Much appreciated. This week I bring you an addiction. A gaming addiction that perhaps has gone too far. Perhaps even now it's too late to save me. Who knows? I give you loot. It all started very simply, as these things often do. I was gaming in a dungeon, skewering a kobold or two, when behind their bodies I spied a treasure chest, and so I looted it with absolutely no regrets. And in it was loot. Loot. Glorious loot. And from this simple act it could never have been predicted that to finding loot I would become so addicted. I sought out magic items, fancy swords and shiny baubles, wearing jewel-encrusted armour too good for mere mortals. And the more loot I plundered, the more my addiction grew. So more and more games I blasted through. Which meant my hoard of loot grew oh so fast, as boss after boss I bravely battled past. I had great fun kicking the arse of Vader to loot his Star Destroyer and his powerful lasers. And once the battle was over, just for good measure, I added his lightsaber to my looted treasure. Then many a gangster in concrete boots I sent swimming, so I could loot his fast cars and faster women. But why stop with just a car, with my looting pranks? I busted into an army base and looted me a tank. But all good things must come to an end. I was starting to value my loot over all my friends. People asked me again and again, Skaggy, how do you sleep? But if I ended this poem with a moral, it'd be cheap. So I always answer, well, sleep's easy if the truth be told, with all my beautiful women in my bed of looted gold. So there you go. Got an idea for a gaming poem? Drop me a line, skaggythepoet at aol.co.uk or send an email to Jen. Like reading poems? Why not hit my blog up, Skaggy the Poet at WordPress. New poems? Ooh, once, twice, even sometimes three times a week. And some of them even worth reading. Until we meet again, my friends, toodle pip. And a big thank you to Skaggy for that. And it is so, so true. <laughs> well, now we've done all the uh, news of the week, let's ask what's going on with you, because we haven't even talked about that yet. Like, what's um, your news? Not much. Um, getting ready for uh, the uh, biggest conference of the year at work. Um, starts our tech Mathematica Tech Conference for Wolfram Research is next week. And it runs uh, runs through the week, so... We're getting ready for that. Um, just been playing when I can. Uh, been playing Battlefield 3 on the Xbox 360. Um, but other than that, I haven't really really had time to, to, to do a lot. Um, I did order the last uh, Humble Bundle. Got that and 
and uh, added it to my Steam account. But very nice. Yeah, very but nice. Uh, other than that, that uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, I keep saying that I'm going to take a vacation because I have not missed an episode of Gray Area in all what 38 episodes now. Yeah. And and I keep saying that <laughs> like okay, I'm not going to record next week is what I say. And then le- and then people come on, you guys that are so awesome. Like Daniel comes on and he tells me all about this exciting uh, Australian rating system that's just changed and I say, "Okay, I have to do a show about that." Yeah. And then I'm talking to you and you're like, "Hey, let's do a show. I haven't talked to you." And then I have to do a show with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is very awesome that you guys Yeah, peer pressure. No, I love that. I I love that because I I would just sit here and and what I've been doing is playing Deus Ex Human Revolution. Now, nice. I can hear like all the listeners that I've I've spoken about this to going like, "Oh yeah, right," because every episode I'm like, "Um, you know, I'm sure it's a great game, but it's a first-person shooter. It's not my thing. It's got like the tiniest little targeting system ever. You know, I I can't <laughs> I've decided I'm going to woman up and stop complaining just because I don't have good skills when it comes to first-person shooter and make it through this game. <laughs> so I sat down. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I may have had a little bit of trainer help. May. May have had some trainers. <laughs> um, but it really is an awesome game. And I, I've been probably playing it for like the last 15 hours. And and <laughs> yeah, I have five hours, I think, left on the game. And that's what I'm going nice. to do tonight. So I will be up until like 3 a.m. finishing Deus Ex Human Revolution because it's great and I love it. That's awesome. I've heard really, really good things. I don't actually have it yet. Um, but uh, Stephanie Harvey, who works for uh, Ubisoft yeah. in Montreal, uh, she got it. And uh, she uh, she was really, really, really excited for it to come out. And she's she's told me a lot of really good things about it. So oh, yeah. that's, that's on my list. Um, I, I and it all goes back to being so busy. In the summers, it's not just this summer. I mean, every summer up until probably late October, we're slammed at work. And so me getting any time to play any games or anything is pretty few and far between. So there's there's some games on my list that I really want to pick up that I haven't done yet, and that will be one of them. So you I'll, definitely uh, should. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll play it in the winter and, and, and go from there, so... But I would yeah. say that it's as good as Mass Effect, and and you know how much I love yeah all of those. So I would say it's as good as Mass Effect, and it has a lot of relationship options in it as well. I mean, not party like companion options, but interactive options, especially if you um enhance yourself with augments that allow you to have a certain social influences, shall we say? Sweet. Yeah, it's really That's awesome. good. It's yeah. A I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely add that to my queue on uh on my Amazon account if they don't cancel it. Excellent. <laughs> Apparently I actually um own Minecraft and have never loaded it. Oh really? Yeah. So I hear yeah. you you've been playing a little Minecraft uh, with the boys. What's yeah, thanks that? to thanks to Dan. I we were sitting there talking one night and and he was playing it and I'm like, and, and he talked about it for a couple months. I'm like, what is this Minecraft thing? And so the, the, the game is still in beta form. And if you buy it now, you get a discount on it and you actually get it when it comes out. Um, so I was like, all right, you know, I'll throw 20 bucks down and I bought it. And <laughs> I, like I, like I explained to the guys back in, about 2000, 99, 2000, when The Sims initially came out, 
we used to play at my old job. We used to play games on Friday nights. We'd come in and we'd play uh, we'd play Warcraft or or uh, Starcraft or something like that. And at about three o'clock on that Friday afternoon, my friend got The Sims and I put it on my computer and I started playing it. And I played and played and played and played. And the next thing I know, one of the guys that comes in the game with this, he goes, "Oh man, I gotta go. My wife is gonna be ticked." And I'm like. What time is it? He goes, it's 2.30. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, this, and I looked up the clock, and it's 2.30 a.m. I played this game for almost 12 hours. Oh, Bev is going to kill you. And I took, it out, I took it out of the drive, and I threw it back at my friend. I said, get this game out of my face. I said, <laughs> I am not playing a game like this. So I got rid of it. Well, that was Minecraft. I downloaded this game and started playing it. And I played it for almost eight hours before I realized what time it was and how much time I had had in it. I'm like, this is crazy. Any game that can draw you in <laughs> to where you just completely forget time and space is insane. And, uh, and, and, and it's all it is is building. I mean, that's, that's all you're doing is you're, you're building blocks, you're, you're learning crafts, you're, you're doing all this stuff. And, on the server that Tim set up that we play on, because you can set up your own servers to play on, and he's okay. got it in, in customized mode. So everything's pretty much there. You don't have to you don't have to learn any crafts. You don't have to build anything or like to learn to build different blocks or anything like that. The blocks are there. The food's there. Everything you need is right there. So Dan had this in this one area. Dan built this house, and they're building this massive. Uh, castle with like this different area. It's got like bars and and metalworks and all these different shops and stuff in it. And it's <laughs> just like bars for drinking. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just so crazy the 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 stuff they're doing to this. So Dan's got this little house built on this island, and I flew around forever trying to find his house, and I couldn't find it. And Dan, because in this in this build mode, you can uh, actually fly too. And so I'm flying around looking for Dan's house, and I can't find it anywhere. Well, Dan shows me where it's at, so I'm like, okay, well, I'll build a house next to Dan. Well, I built this mansion next to Dan. It's just huge. <laughs> I just it just went nuts with this thing. <laughs> and and Dan comes on. He goes, he goes, wow, this was supposed to be a nice little island where I was just going to have my little retreat, you know. He goes, and there's like this big, huge mansion next door, and he was kind of giving me crap about it, but it was it was funny. So, uh, but yeah, it's the, it's, it's a lot of fun. I actually have, uh, started a regular, um, uh, single player mode where you have to, it's survival mode where you have to have yourself built into an area by dark because at dark zombies will come out and they'll kill you. Hmm. And anytime you get killed, unless you have your inventory in like, cause you can build chests and stuff like that. If you don't have your inventory in a chest, you die and you lose everything that's on you. <sighs> and so I've I've been irritated a couple times where I've had like 69 dirt and all this different stuff that you use to build things with and a zombie will come up and and shoot me and or fall cuz what I'll usually do is I'll dig a hole and just fall into the hole and then I'll dig my way out of it after the sun comes back up. Well, sometimes these zombies will fall in on top of you, and then they'll just shoot you and kill you because they <laughs> shoot with their, they have arrows and they shoot you with arrows and you die. Okay. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a different game. It's it's there's not I I don't really see any true point to the game other than just building and trying to see how much of an area you can get built up and stuff like that without dying by the zombies. But 
but other than that, that's that's pretty much it. It's it's fun if you just want to like blow some time, but yeah. <laughs> well, very good. It sounds good. I'll have to load it up and actually play. I think uh, we were teasing the boys yesterday, or, or when we were doing D four last. I guess it was on Friday, and uh, Tanzian was saying, "Hey, you know what? We'll get in. We'll get your server info from you, and then we'll play and." come build some stuff, you know, where your castle is and stuff. He's like, hey, we'll do rainbows and unicorns everywhere. And, like, he's like, my little pony's everywhere. And Dan was like, Dan kind of said, I don't think we're going to give you that information. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't happy about our happy rainbows and unicorns that were going to be everywhere. Oh, well, he'd just have to get over it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, unless you have anything else you'd like to talk about, I think we're getting close to ending. Sweet. Okay. Pretty much it. Yeah. A big thank you to Dave. It's awesome to get to talk to you again. It's been anytime. Yeah. Yeah. It's been too long. I know. I know. You have to come down. Uh, you're having HooperCon, I believe, next week. You have to yeah. come down and have like, um, WitCon or something. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> come Just down here. Get away. Yeah. That get away from fun. work. That's right. Well, people can find you at Dave Witt, D A V E W I T T, on Twitter or at geekbits.net to listen to your other podcast. So if you'd like to leave feedback or keep up with the news, you can find me on Twitter at Gray Area Podcast, at Facebook slash Gray Area Podcast, or on iTunes. If you have any gray areas in your relationships or just need a new perspective, please email me your questions, advice, or suggestions to Gray at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time with a new episode. <laughs>